You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Texans. You're Come sit down. Dang, dog, just you're you're that excited to be back. Come sit down, everybody. Who, who are you? <laughs> First and foremost, guys, our apologies for um the lack of of production, the lack of shows that we've been putting up on the website. Um, the past week, the weather has been was very very terrible. Very of course, you guys know. Um, there was one day last week. I Almost got flooded in at the studio. I actually got flooded in at home. Dang, that was that was just bad. So, so due to the weather, guys, is the reason why there was the no rockets lost. Well, we're gonna get to that later. <laughs> but um, you know, just due to the weather, guys, is the reason why we've been kind of MIA. But we are back. We are back, and we are happy to be back. Yeah, man. Uh, the Texans are in a very interesting place right now. They have they kicked off today with the ninety. I believe 90, 90, 90 man roster today. Mm-hmm. They had their uh, little mini training camp kickoff. The rookie training camp was last weekend. Yeah, it was um last last weekend. Yeah, yeah last weekend. Fact. They came in on Sunday, had a meeting on Mother's Day, and they let the kids and everybody that attended that meeting go spend time with their mothers. So how was your Mother's Day? It was awesome, man. You know, I, and honestly, how was you know you guys your Mother's Day? Happy Mother's Day to your mothers. Happy belated Mother's Day. Happy belated to the mothers. Grandmothers, uh, sisters, aunts, baby uh, mamas women that are listening. Those two. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. Just barbecue for my for the women in my family. Man. Okay, Me and my brother. Cool. So, um, but back to the Texans. They had their rookie mini camp, and of course, that has been the center of attention, if you will, for the for the uh, Texans going into this offseason because of their draft, because of. Uh, everything that came with it, whether it was scrutiny, whether it was surprises, whether it was just head scratchers, mm-hmm. now was the time for things to really kick off before the big kickoff of the offseason happens in a couple months. So we're definitely going to talk about the rookie mini camp, uh, and we're just going to discuss some news. We have a guest on for today. Who we got, Cody? Anthony Wood. That's right. We have Mr. Anthony Wood coming in on today's show to, you know, just give us an update on your favorite team, the Houston Texans. Um, If you're not familiar with Mr. Woods, he is the writer for Texans Wire, part of USA Today. So um, I'm pretty excited about that interview. What about you, John? Yeah, we got a very... He's important. He's he's an important guy. Yeah, I am excited. We're going to, you know... I'm just super excited to discuss what the Texans have going on right now, man, mm-hmm. because we kind of touched on it a little bit last week. They're in this place where it's like the improvement or the expectations of that team, not that it dipped a little bit, but it's kind of around the same area, even though the expectations should go up. So mm-hmm. with these key additions from the offseason, from the draft, we're going to talk about Everything with the Texans. We're definitely going to dive into that rookie training camp. Uh, think about rookie training camps is their resume for the NFL. Just it isn't always there. We don't know what these guys are going to be able to do. It's like a 
it, it, it's a myth sometimes. <laughs> but you know who has the best way to put your resume out to the working world and the working world to know about your positions with their resume? ZipRecruiter. Visit ZipRecruiter.com backslash locked on. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com backslash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com backslash locked on. Your resume will get out to everybody and those jobs will be able to find you. Don't go nowhere. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. John, <laughs> how about them Houston Rockets? Who are those guys? The, come on, John. You know that is your favorite franchise of all time. Don't don't give me that look. What, guys, what, what is first franchise? of all, I don't know about you. I don't know about you guys out there listening to this show, but I'm not surprised. I am not surprised that Houston Rockets dropped a professional basketball. Team? They dropped one of the biggest balls in franchise history. Kevin Durant goes down in game five. How do you not close that out? Then you go into game six on your home court. There's a report that's going around saying Tillman Fatita, the Rockets owner, all he kept saying was just don't lose game six on our home court. I didn't know we had a professional basketball team. <laughs> I, I knew they I had knew a game? Yes. Friday night they lost 118-113 to the Golden State Warriors. They lost to this team for the fourth time in five years. That's I didn't I had no clue. Oh man, well I had a lot of clue. And um, you know the Rockets, man, I just I don't wanna say to me it's it's Mike D'Antoni. I don't know about you guys, but Mike D'Antoni has to go. He wasn't a good coach in Phoenix, wasn't a good coach in L.A., wasn't a good coach in New York, and now he's just being a, another not-too-good of a coach in Houston. Well, I can't speak about Houston because I didn't know Houston had a, a professional basketball team. Well, maybe if you listen to Locked On Rockets, to, our, to my boy Ben Du Bois, maybe you would have known that. That may be true. But right now, we are with the Locked On Texans, and they had minicamp. We are... In the beginning stages of getting ready and prepared for the season, as the other professional basketball team that I had no clue about in the city of Houston, sounds like they're on the end stages of their uh, season. And the Houston Texans right now, like I said, we mentioned in a previous segment and before, the area they're in, not city-wise or anything like that, but the space that the team is in, they had that rookie minicamp. And there were a lot of good reviews coming out of that minicamp, right? Mm -hmm. We had a chance to really just go over it and review things. There were, <clears throat> excuse me, there were some guys that was unexpected that really made the coaches, wow, okay, this guy can make the 53-man roster. Yeah, it was quite and a then, bit of them. I believe it was 20. Um, a lot of undrafted guys. Undrafted there, guys. I believe it was 20 plus, you know, the, I think it's what, six or seven that we actually drafted during right. this, this, um, this past draft. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot. And then we had guys who, if we didn't get those, sign them as free agent undrafted, then they have been undrafted rookies. So the Texans are one of those franchises. I mean, look, let's look this out. Arian Foster was undrafted, right? Oh, yeah. Look what he did for the franchise. So it's not like this is a franchise that, you're undrafted, and then that's it. You know, you bring yeah. you in a couple of days, practice squad, cut short. It's not that. Mm -hmm. They give you opportunity if you earn it. The thing that I really like to hear about came out of this rookie minicamp is 
You remember that third round pick we had? <laughs> the the one you didn't like? The one I didn't like. The, the one, one that a you a lot of people was on a, didn't like. On yeah. a, but I, I, I admitted that you know everything everything takes time, mm-hmm. so I give it time. Mm-hmm. But the one I did not like, Cahill Warren. We heard a lot of good things about him that came out of this rookie minicamp. You know, it might be too early to say, but coming out of this rookie minicamp, he was by far the star of the show. From what we've been hearing, from what we've been able to uh, grasp. And here's the thing. The rookie minicamp is just like one of the smallest of smallest of phases for minicamps and then OTAs and everything that comes with it. However, it's a good way to judge the skill level that you have, mm-hmm. not necessarily talent level, because they go hand in hand, right? You have to have the skill to play football. Yeah. Uh, and even Lonnie Johnson Jr., out of Kentucky, our cornerback. Ooh, I heard uh, he didn't. He didn't, didn't do, do well. So well. Bill O'Brien I, I think he was out of shape. About, he was out of shape. Bill O'Brien spoke about he had to stop practice so guys can realize, hey, this isn't college no more. <laughs> do you see how hard you're breathing? You don't have to lean on school. And you know, I was big on Lonnie Lash. Johnson. I still think he's going to be all right. But, I do I mean, too. But... the transitional period. But with Cahill, Cahill rather, whoo, we heard some good news. I mean, first and foremost, let's just, let's revisit him a little bit. A four six forty time, six five two fifty two. Not that experienced in football. Period. Mm-hmm. Came in, walked on at San Diego State. He was in a run predominant offense, so there is a link between. Okay, they drafted those athletic tight ends last season. They did it again this season in the third round. If you draft a tight end that high, you're super high on him. Uh, Bill O'Brien spoke about how, ath- how athletic he is. His willingness to block. Not that he's a great blocker, but he's wanting to learn and his willing to willing willingness, I'm sorry, to learn how to rock block rather and coming from their run offense at San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Um the coaches called him coachable. The coaches called him eager to learn eager to learn. And even though he needs help in that area of blocking, you know, that's where he wants to improve in. When coaches call you coachable and eager to learn of your first full day. That's huge because what they see is, okay, we know we have a guy that we can work with for what we want to work with them for, if that makes sense. To me, he seems like a guy who's, from day one, he's ready to play. He is ready to play, but I'm glad that you mentioned Warren, but the guy that stood out to me is Johnny Dixon, the 5'11 wideout from Ohio State. Ohio State. The reason I am happy to hear that Dixon had worked out because, John, I don't know if you remember, but it doesn't matter if you like some of the picks that they made or even some of the signings. You know, you look at, you know, them drafting Titus Howard, who, by the way, also had a pretty good um first yeah, couple days really, in, really in training and, camp. And Sharpen. They were really big on Both those two guys, which... Sharpen? If Santrell beats him out, I think he's going to move over to right guard. I think Sharpen starts day one. Oh, yeah. Me me too. Him and him and Titus. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know Titus is going <laughs> to Him start. and Titus. But, you know, anyways, you know, it doesn't matter if you hate or like the signing of, of Sharper and, and, and Howard or even Matt Khalil to a certain extent. And you've seen the pieces that we lost from the secondary. You know, you saw how they was able to bounce back with the signing of Roby and um, Gibson. And um, even, you know, the guy that you just mentioned, Lonnie Johnson Jr. 
There's one position I truly believe that the Texans still need to improve on, and that is the wide receiver position. Why? Because think about it. The Texans only have one reliable receiver, and that's, of course, is Hopkins. But they need at least a decoy to at least take some of the double team that he sees on a night-to-night basis off. Of course, the Texans still have Will Fuller, but like I keep alluding to, coming off an ACL injury, we still do not know how Will Fuller will come back from that injury. The verdict is still out on Kiki Kunti coming into his second year. Yeah, last season he showed some flashes of what he can become, but I truly believe that the Texans need to take time and really improve at the wideout position, and I do believe in the guy Dixon that he will be the person who could step up and at least be that second or third receiver that the Texans in need of. Now, to refresh your memory, if you guys do not know, coming out of Ohio State, he played 13 games last year. Um, he recorded 669 yards on 42 receptions and eight touchdowns. He had a pretty good rookie mini camp, and I'm, I'm excited to hear that because if you can get a steal from an undrafted rookie, you always win. You, you, you always are, win. Like, the Texans are in a good position. Right. Like, like I say, it doesn't matter if you didn't like the drafts or didn't like the signings. At the end of the day, they made some moves to improve every single position. If you match, let's say Will Fuller do come back healthy. You got Hopkins, Fuller. Of course, they're going to be option one and two. If Dixon showcased the same talent that he showed during the rookie mini camp last weekend and showcased the same play that he did at Ohio State last year, that gives Deshaun Watson three legit targets. Three. Not one, not two, but three targets. That can help them out in the future big time. Yeah, and you know what the crazy thing is? I don't know if you remember. Well, I'm sure you remember the 2011 New Orleans Saints team. Of course I do. How can I forget? Here's what I want to bring up really quick, guys. And I'm not saying it could be a stretch what I'm saying, but there is a very, I think there's a likely chance that the tight end that we drafted mm-hmm. can be very similar to Don't. the tight end the New Orleans Saints drafted. Very similar story. One guy played basketball in college and didn't play football only for one season. First of all, you're being disrespectful. I, I see that he's... He Get up. his name right, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, and I believe Khalil Warren. Uh, I believe Khalil Warren rather has a lot of Jimmy Graham in him because of he's just he's a pure athlete. Six five, ran a four six, two twenty, and we even heard about how crisp his route running ability was for mm-hmm. his for him in his position. How great his hands was, and you know the area of concern for him, the same area of concern for Jimmy Graham, blocking. Yeah. So if that is what was gotten. Out of that third round draft, then I'm terribly sorry. And I just like the good news that we got out of the rookie mini camp. Lonnie Johnson Jr. did not have a good rookie mini yeah, camp. Yeah, he did. But I mean, it's, it was the first training camp. That's true. That's why it's called rookie mini training camp. It's not even called rookie training camp, it's just called mini. Charles O, the DN out of UT, he did not have a yeah, good Yeah, he didn't have a good camp, one either. Which is kind of scary in a sense because now that Duke Elior. Got hurt. Mm-hmm. He tore his Achilles. He's going to be out for the entire season. He was a guy that was expected to take a big jump, especially since the Jadavian Clowney is such, you know, he's in, in yeah, the that's right still now. in the air. What's going on with that? So he was expected to be that the next guy to rush the edge. Now that he's hurt, um, excuse me, uh, Charles O has to step in. You know, you still with the draft at the fifth round. There is some room of improvement for that position. 
I hope bad news coming out today. I hope I'm not looking too far into the future. But John, think of this: Deshaun Watson can have DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Johnny Dixon, and Warren as targets coming into this 2019 season. That's not pretty bad to give your franchise quarterbacks that many weapons. No, that's not bad at all. <laughs> like, first of all, you have the best wideout in the game I'm today. Going, and I'm saying that, yes. You have the best. Here's the thing Will about- Fuller, he can't, you, you might think I'm pushing it, but he, I believe if he can stay healthy and stay healthy for a full year, I think he can enter his name at least to be a top 15 wideout in this league. I see the potential in him, but yeah, the thing is, he can never stay healthy. Can't stay healthy. I like Dixon, and I want to emphasize this before we move on uh, to get Mr. Woods on. This is a franchise who will give you the opportunity if you're undrafted, if you come out and ball. Hmm. Look at some of the past. Number one, A.J. Bouye. We know what he was able to do undrafted for the Houston Texans so much he wouldn't got a bag from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they partnered him with Jalen Ramsey. We know how good of a player he is. He started with the Houston Texans undrafted. Mm-hmm. You also look at Vontae Leach, a, a Houston Texan favorite, 2006. He was an undrafted. And you also look at the best running back in the franchise history, Arian Foster. He was undrafted. So there is room for opportunity with the Houston Texans. All you got to do is go out there and ball out and look at your resume, not zip recruiter resume, but look at your <laughs> resume from college. In the last two years, you had 17 touchdowns and you averaged 18.2 yards per catch. So they know, hey, this guy has hands and he knows how to find an end zone. That helps <laughs> going into the rookie meeting camp and then just going through the offseason period. So excited to see what he can do. And I'm glad that you mentioned Zip Recruiter because I believe our listeners need to know how important it is to do your job hunting through Zip Recruiter. Very important. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stats of resumes, a confusing reviewing process, but today hiring can be easy and all you have to do is go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. ZipRecruiter is so efficient that 80% of employees who post on ZipRecruiters get the qualified candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiters for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. John, get off your phone and pay attention to the show, please. I am very attentive. See, you can't even talk. (laughs) (laughs) You can't even talk. I'm looking up Texan news to discuss with the people. Okay, so that's what you're going? That's what I'm doing. You're you're like that child that got in trouble and just always tried to just lie their way out. That is me. Well, I'm glad you you was honest about it. That is me. That is I. And this is a Locked On Texas podcast (laughs) on Locked On Podcast Network. Man, boy, boy, boy. Y'all, y'all just don't know the things that we go through during the commercial break. Always arguing about different stuff. But with all that being said, um, as promised, we have Mr. 
Anthony Woods on the show today from the Texans Wire. Anthony, how are you today? Hello there, Jen. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. All right, man. Sounds good. So, um, first and foremost, um, Anthony, can I um just let's backtrack a little bit, going back to the Texans 2019 NFL Draft. Can you first just share your thoughts on some of the players that the Houston Texans were able to draft with a couple of their picks this year? Absolutely. I know that there's been a lot of criticism from around the league about a couple of the players that they perhaps reached for, looking at particularly Titus Howard, defensive tackle, and Max Sharping, same position. But I think they've got some good players there. I think at the end of the day, only time will tell, but I'm not overly... I'm quite optimistic about what they've done. I think Sharping and Howard have both got a lot of potential. I think they've got a high ceiling. They need experience. They need practice. But I think they could be good offensive line additions. And they're looking for back. Lottie Johnson, he's got great length for a corner, great size. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do in a year or two. Same for Xavier Crawford, a cornerback later on in the draft. I like him as well. And then one of the guys that really stands out for me is Carlo Waring, third-round tight end. I know that not a lot is known about him. He didn't play a huge amount of football at San Diego State, but I really like him. I think he's incredibly athletic. He's got great size, and by all accounts, he's quite a good blocker as well. So he could be a really interesting addition. And then I think they got an absolute steal in defensive end Charles Amenehu. I think he he was a fantastic signing in the fifth round. I think that's brilliant. And then Colin Gillespie, I think seventh round. I know a lot of people think he would have gone to free agents, and he probably would have done. But what they did by bringing him in is they guaranteed a very versatile player. He can play linebacker, he can play special teams, he can play fullback, running back. He can even do a bit of receiving if you need him to, so I really like that pick. So overall, I'm quite optimistic about this group. Yeah, the optimism is definitely there, especially after, you know, the initial, excuse me, the initial draft. And if you know fans are going to be fans, they're going to continue to be heavy on the names and the notable names that they saw throughout college. Uh, and if your team doesn't draft them, they're gonna boo at the green room. They're gonna they're gonna do everything possible. They're gonna complain. However, with the rookie mini camp that just happened this past weekend, you mentioned Warren out of San Diego State. The previous segment, I I mentioned to Cody um, that I see the similarities between him and his journey to the NFL at that tight end position, and also with Jimmy Graham. How likely do you think that that is? A either a sample size version of Jimmy Graham that'll still be well for the Texans offense, or if we just found another diamond in the rough like a Jimmy Graham. For me, I really do. I'm confident they found a diamond in the rough. I think just like last year, they, last year they found obviously Justin Reed in the third round, and I think I'm saying he'll be the same level. We don't know yet, but I definitely think he's, he could live up to a Jimmy Graham. In my opinion, I think they might well have found the thoroughest uh, replacement we've been looking for. He's so athletic. He's got great range and he's very quick. I really like the look of him. That's awesome. Um, sorry about that. Um, had a little production technical difficulty, but that's okay. So, and, we, and, and then with with Warren and his his working mini camp, the coaches were impressed. They talked about how um, he's very coachable. Everything that came with it. Now, I know that you guys are following what's going on with that rookie mini camp and just the mini camp in period, in period they had the uh, other guys come in today, which is going to be something we are going to discuss later on this week. However, there are what they call studs. And then there are guys that 
it's it's like, okay, we got to work with this guy for the time being. Looking at Lonnie Johnson Jr., a pick out of Kentucky, the cornerback who I like, do you see him struggling very long, or is this just a transitional period for him to get adjusted to the NFL? I think he's going to need a bit of a bit of time. He's going through a transitional period. If you look at him in the mini camp, I know at the end of the day it is only a mini camp. It's not, but none of them are at full fitness. They're all at, at combined fitness. They've all been preparing for drills for the past few months. Or as um, I bet Brian said on Friday, he called it the Underwear Olympics, which was one of my favourite quotes today. But he's got a point. The players have been preparing for drills like that rather than being in sort of playing fitness. So they, him and Crawford both are cornerback. They look rusty. And they looked a bit off pace and they, they struggled against sort of quick dukes and stuff from players like Jester Ware, who was still at fit, full fitness because he was on the practice squad last season. So I think he's going to need a bit of time. And that's that's something that Texas knew coming into. That's why they brought in Bradley Roby from Broncos on a one-year deal. That's why they brought in uh, Bobby Calhoun from the Browns on a one-year deal because it gives them a bit of time to transition these players and get them used to the NFL, used to the higher level and get them I think we lost. Are you still here with us? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it looks like I thought we lost you for a moment. You cut out on us. I was just saying that I think I think it was a very I think bringing in Johnson was a good idea. He's he's got great length, great range. He looked rusty the last last weekend over mini camp, but at the end of the day, it's just mini camp. You can't put too much stock into that. I think he, he needs time. He's going to need to adjust to the physicality of the league and the quickness of the league. But by bringing in Bradley Roby on one-year deal and Brody Calhoun on a one-year deal, I think they've brought in some plug-and-play starters that will then give Crawford and Johnson some time to transition to NFL standard. Cool, man. That's That sounds good. But going back to the standouts of the rookie training camp, um, I know that you had touched on Warren. Um, you know, me and John, me and John alluded to this in our last segment that he seems like he was the, of course, the biggest star coming out of the training camp. But there's one guy that actually caught my eye, and I'm really happy to say because I do believe that the Texans are in need of another wideout. So, can you just give me your thoughts on? Can you just give me your thoughts on Johnny Dixon and what do you think of him um, with the potential that he can actually bring to the Texans? Absolutely. Johnny Dixon is him and him and Rod Waring, like you said, they were the two players that really stood out this past weekend. Dixon, I think, was a possible free agency steal. They needed a backup behind Will Fuller in particular, because he's as talented as he is, he is injury prone. Mm-hmm. They've got Vincent Smith there, but he can only do so much. And I don't fully think he's prepared as of yet, and I don't know if he'll ever get to that level, to be perfectly honest. I don't like his hands as much as I do Dixon. Dixon's got great speed. He's He didn't have an enormous amount of production in Ohio State compared to the number one receivers, but I definitely think there is talent there, and they, he would be a fantastic backup if they can get him ready for the training camp. Cool, cool. And um, before I let you go, you know, we have to ask, what are you hearing about Titus Howard, how well did he perform at the rookie mini training camp? By all accounts, he's done very well. They said Bill O'Brien said they've thrown a lot of information at him, and they've been working him very hard, and he's done very well. He's absorbed all the information well, and he seems to be adjusting quite quickly. And I, I think people were putting too much emphasis on him coming out of a smaller school and lacking big game experience. I don't think that's affecting him as much. 
from what I can tell, mm-hmm. as it, as they perhaps expected or predicted. I think he's he's honestly adjusting absolutely fine. I think he's going to need a bit of time. He does. He's not polished, but it's very difficult to tell exactly where he's at right now from the very limited examples we've got from from the community camp. Okay, cool. And um, do you believe that Howell is the type of player who the Tex- the Texans can look to and actually rebuild their whole entire offensive line around? I think so. I love his size. I love his power. I think they've essentially what they've done this offseason is they've done what they can to build a wall in front of Sean Watson. Mm-hmm. They brought in two huge guys in, in um, Titus Howard and Max Sharping, which are both, I think Sharping actually for me is the better of the two at the moment. Not saying in the long run, I think Howard perhaps has a higher ceiling. Um, but then I, I do see both of them possibly starting week one, to be perfectly honest. They seem to be leaning towards Titus Howard on the left, which is a bit surprising because I thought he would have been the starter on the right with Sharpie on the left. But they don't seem, they're very non committal at the moment on who's going to be starting where. But I think come week one, we could well have both of those rookies starting as well as ranking at guard as well. So I think this, this is going to be a very, very different O line coming into 2019. Cool, man. And I'm glad you said that because we all know that they need to protect Deshaun Watson, especially a guy who they, you know, consider their franchise quarterback. And um, in order to keep Deshaun Watson healthy, they need to make sure they have a really good offensive line. So um, once again, thank you so much, Anthony, for taking the time to speak with John and I today. John, you want to leave Anthony with anything? Yeah, man, we definitely want to just get you on in the future again, you know, uh, every round of camps, mini camps, OTAs, whatever the case is for the Houston Texans, get you back in from the Texans wire and just continue the discussion on what and what not for the Texans. Absolutely. I'd love to. That sounds great to me. Thanks, man. Thanks very much, guys. There's a real possibility there that Warren could turn out to be that dominant or rough. I know, right? Um... And that would be awesome for that offense because the last time the Texans had a true weapon at offense not at offense, on offense, at the tight end position was Owen Daniels. And that was an offense that was a very predictable offense. Mm -hmm. So imagine what a tight end that's explosive, athletic, and that has good hands, knows how to get open. Imagine what he can do with this offense with the best quarterback we've had in this franchise history thus far with Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, man, without a doubt. Man, you... You really have changed your opinion on Warren. Well, my, no, my opinion, <laughs> my opinion surrounded around the draft was you could have gotten another uh, cornerback because you already have four tight ends on your roster. The pick itself didn't make sense for me in the third round, but there's always a, a sense, at least for myself, and I think guys listening, women listening, fans listening, you have to give everybody that time. It's not fair. So we will be back tomorrow with another EP of the Locked On Texas podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find this uh, almost everywhere now. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, You can also find this on the Himalayas. And we're going to get this up on YouCanArgueThatSports.com so you can check that out as well. I am John, some sports guy. And as always, to the right of me, Cody Davis, and please, if you have not done it, please follow me on Twitter at Cody, that's C-O-T-Y, Davis, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And I'm just simply some sports guy. Because you're born. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.